What the hell? That's Boiled. I can't believe he's working for Shell. The man's scent has changed. From suicidal to homicidal. Based on olfactory evidence, this is now an emergency situation. And that means... Get moving! Save the girl! <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where this woman engaged in consensual, incestuous, sexual relations with her own biological father. Isn't that right? <laughs> my name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. And together, we watch Susumu Kudo's Mardok Scramble, the first compression. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? We are under the influence of... Toasted Head. Nice. Which, uh, once we get into this and you see some of the names of the characters, you'll probably maybe understand the significance of Toasted Head. It also fits because this girl was immolated, I think, in the first, like, five minutes, so her head was <laughs> toasted by uh, by the end of it. That egg got scrambled, you know? Yes, <laughs> definitely did. Oh, damn. Excuse me, pardon me. Oh, shit. Sorry. Little Wayne really wants it, apparently. <laughs> he needs his pardon. Well, here it is. Little Wayne, this one's for you. If uh, you're also seeing this podcast, this is a, a little experiment we're doing with a couple of tripods and our iPhones. We're going to, I guess, start trying to make clips for fucking TikTok or something. I don't really know what I'm going to do with this footage, but... Uh, it feels like the the natural progression of this podcast is that we get more and more mainstream. We have a video component. We'll have an audio book. You know, we'll just go full balls to the walls. And there's actual proof that we are, in fact, drinking. Yeah, exactly. And, well, you know, we don't have the white tees on today, so maybe that's a departure from our brand. But... <laughs> And we're not in a bar. Yeah, we're not <laughs> and, in a bar. And Musky is not uh, the bartender, but... Musky will make an appearance, but he will look strangely like myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Dad, uh, now that we are breaking the fourth wall, I guess, what would you like to tell us about this movie? All right. It is a live... Uh, oh, no. I got this all screwed up. It has a live action film, well, at least in the world. Yeah, right? no, there's a live action that was proposed back in 2012 mm. but it uh it never came about and uh this is from uh the uh author to uh toy yubakata to mm. to yubakata i'm trying to look where you have this name written down so i, can I don't help you. i don't yubakata is sure uh, sure i think i also uh saw that name earlier but keep going and um it's actually the first of three different movies mm-hmm and they're all about an hour long, which is great. I love that. <laughs> I liked, well, we watch a lot of these movies on Nine Anime, and I saw that it had a 69-minute uh, runtime, and I was I was pleased by that. And like I said, it was a uh, potentially going to be a live action, but uh, we'll get to that ourselves, yeah. as usual. <laughs> and uh, the only, the only fun fact I found about it, in terms of anything about the film... I guess there's actually two versions, and I'm not sure if we watched... It's got two versions! Yeah. What? Yeah. The uh, 
One of them was the director's cut, uh-huh. and I guess the uh, I'm assuming there's one that doesn't have as much sex and violence. I would love to see that cut. That'd be great. Why you think we saw the sex and violence cut? Or I mean, I don't, I don't know, dude. I was, th- I was really thrown off by this movie, but yeah, keep going. I'm, I'll, we'll get into it. In Rotten Tomatoes, uh, there was no, well, there was only one critic review, uh-huh. so basically, there's zero as far as Rotten Tomatoes is concerned. And the audience gave it a 64% based on 50-plus ratings. So this is not a uh, very much not a watched movie for the most part. Yeah, it seems to be part of that that Cody Obscura that loves to (laughs) bring it to the forefront. Similar to a, A King of Thorn, but, you know, speaking of which... Let, uh, let's just jump right into maybe my favorite category of all, iTunes Best Reviews. Not something <laughs> we get to do every once in a while, but uh, we have, a, I guess, Lord Kobe 2.0, which I have to imagine is just the regular Lord Kobe. Uh, <laughs> so he did listen, and I really, really appreciate that. My sweet baby boy Kobe got a new account. <laughs> he, he left us five stars <laughs> writing, amazing podcast. Please watch Bardock Scramble. It's three movies in total. Not asking you to watch them all, but they do complete the story. Also, one hour or under one hour and ten minutes. Hopefully, this doesn't disappoint like the last two. And we had kind of alluded to this uh, in the Fist of the North Star episode, but like we do not give a fuck about the quote unquote quality of these movies. Like it for me personally, I'm let's be honest, I'm kind of pretentious. I've I'm I'm definitely pretentious. So I don't know if my, my <laughs> movie opinions really matter, but uh, sometimes you just got to let the, the bad movie, you know, wash over you like a big wave. You got to be leaning into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure what is a bad anime movie anymore. Well, I mean, you can't be like completely, you have to be objective in a little sense. Like we've definitely seen some questionable animes. And I think as we approach 50, we're going to have to kind of look back and uh, compile our, our Rushmore, as we've sort of alluded to, that we need to look uh, retrospectively. Yes, we will do that. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. But, hey, thanks again, Kobe. You know, keep up the good work. Keep making more of those bot accounts. Keep fucking spreading the word. Uh, you're our fucking boy. <laughs> you're our boy, <laughs> Cody. Or Kobe, excuse me. Uh, so here we go. Letterbox worst reviews. Now that let's, you know, we got one person off the internet's thoughts. I want all of them. So first on the letterbox worst reviews from, uh, Anna, uh, one and a half on November 21st, 2019. She absolutely had to be 15, huh? Nice try anime movie. Wish I knew why I clicked on you in the first place. And the, the 15 year old thing really fucked me up. And I know that, there is an age of consent in Japan in some regions, whether it be the whole country or I don't even know if this is true any, uh, anymore, but I knew it was 13 for like a long time. For the country, it was like 13 years old. And maybe that's even the justification for a 15 year old to be put in this position. But it still freaked me out. And I was like, like I said, this movie yeah, threw me for a tough. loop, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you could have definitely at least brought her. I mean, I don't know 18 she... should be the baseline if you're going to have like any sexual component, especially if she's being raped for most of the movie. <laughs> like that's just unnecessary. It feels it feels like they could have made this easier for all of us. Yeah. Um, I've got another two stars by Brian on March 27, 2016. Cool. All the crappy parts of anime combined in an hour long package. Reams of bland exposition, garbage treatment of women, cool violence just for the hell of it. Awful CGI. So self-serious, you just know it's for adults. And this did have, like, the veneer of, like, wanting to be, um, 
something that was meaningful. Like the sexual politics of this movie, they were grasping with a lot, but they just couldn't bring it home for me. <laughs> like I said, the, I think this guy just nailed all my spotlight. <laughs> yeah, we, he, honestly, that's kind of how the letterbox works. They sort of uh, they sort of lay down the groundwork for what we're going to get into. Um, another Matt Brown, two and a half stars, April 14, 2016. Just your average rape, revenge, girl gets turned to a robot, pet mouse is a gun tail. I saw some frames of this several years ago and thought the design and style and use of color was just jaw-dropping, which remains true. The story, less so. Picks up appreciably as it goes along and deals with gruesome sexual subject matter with surprising delicacy, at least until well done the pussy hand <laughs> and his friend made a boob show up, at which point, understandably, all bets are off. So the Bandersnatch company did feel so out of left field in some ways, but not really. It, well, not for anime, but I mean, in terms of, I, I just really can't understand what, I guess they were just freaks and they enjoyed that, but I, I'm not sure what the purpose is in grafting boobs onto you and the romantic eyes of a doctor <laughs> putting a vagina in your hand um, oh he only wanted the perfect pussy too yeah, yeah. well done the pussy hand only wanted the perfect pussy which he would believe was a 15 year old which already proves to me this movie is well he wasn't sure but he uh he, he was willing to take yeah, the risk he, needed, he, <laughs> he was he needed a left hand you know what i mean he had it on the right or no he had it on the left he had it on the left he, he had like just, a little zipper on yeah. his fucking thing yeah, dude, that that these characters are depraved. Uh, I think I'm. Yeah, I got two more here. Two and a half stars by Joshua Richardson, and I'm probably not going to read this whole thing. Uh, this is even part of a larger, uh, longer comment, anyways. But the film makes a big deal out of the sympathies and travails of a 15 year old protagonist and how the world has exploited her in sexually uh, unacceptable ways. At the same time, the animators never miss a chance to show Rune's underage boobs and butt. Uh, it reminds me of a critique I read of Josh Whedon's feminism, which accused of being second wave, that is, it criticizes male exploitation, but at the same time uses the female body as a spectacle, which is trying to have one's cake and criticize it as problematic, too. I'm problematic. <laughs> this movie's gross. <laughs> it, oh my god, dude. Yeah, the that was the thing that I picked up on, like, when she goes to the bathroom and um offcock is like oh no i can't go in there with you and immediately shows her on the fucking pot it's like come on man we could have been just hanging out with offcock and you could have told me that it was a camera in there i didn't need to see it but hey let me just round out this letterbox with three and a half stars i mean the girl can't you know catch a break either i mean she just got go into the bathroom and of course she immediately freaking yeah this weird town it's not japan it's like some fucking cybernetic city is just full of City hunter depraved assholes, apparently. <laughs> uh, but the final letterbox is just three and a half stars by Cyborg Skandar on July 21st, 2020. One dude had a pussy on his hand. Best movie ever. And I feel like we actually predicted the pussy hand thing. That was something that we had done in a previous episode. I don't know if you remember that, but that was like a would you rather. Would you rather have a pussy on your hand or something else? Yeah, I, I seem to remember something like that. Yeah, so we're we're ahead of our time, but this movie met us probably where we are right now. Which, but now that I've seen it, it's just like, no, it doesn't work. No, it uh, it's not as cool as it seems. It's no. it, I don't even know. It, I, there has to be some... It's not deep enough to yeah, really be exactly. cool. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, I think the guy just like tonguing it. So <laughs> like licking his yeah, pussy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he did technically. <laughs> yeah, he, he zipped did. it down. He licked yeah. it. Oh my god, Dad! Now that we've illuminated the internet's thoughts on this fucking crazy movie, where would you like to shine at your spotlight? Ah, uh, so many places. Um, Offcock. Uh huh. Which is 
Uh, it's funny when crazy I see, name. Yeah, when, when I heard them saying it, I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Offcock. I yeah. Mean, what? <laughs> and then, of course, when you see the spelling of it, it makes an, it's some kind of a French name, and it's it's some, like something to do with food. Yeah, it's a it's like an egg, you know, thing, and uh-huh. that's something that this whole movie has all these um, things that are related to eggs, hmm. to eating. Um, just like culinary arts, like mince meat. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland uh, references. Mm. And um, because then even the doctor, Dr. Easter, he's, you know, Easter egg. Yeah. Everybody. And, and Balut, uh, what's her name? Ballo. Ballo. People say her name all over the place in this movie. Ballo well, is how but- she says it, and then she's Ballot uh, during the... Um, uh, the court case, one of the lawyers called her Ballot. Which is really gross, man. Did you see what that is? Yeah, it's like a, a chick, like a baby yeah. egg. They boil a freaking, like, you know, fertilized egg that's, you know... About to hatch. Yeah, about to hatch, and then they eat it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's really, really gross. I think really they gross. eat it in, like, the Philippines or something. Like, it's a delic- delicacy or something. But I guess it's the equivalent of, like, veal for a chicken. Or, I guess they use chicken nuggets. They use baby chicks for chicken nuggets, right? The thing is, when I was looking it up on the internet, I mean, they're literally showing, like, you can see the, the chick's head with the beak in there, you know? <laughs> I mean, they crack over the egg. It's like, oh, man, there's no way. Can you imagine, like, being a chick? You just, like, have spent hours just, like, banging your head against this thing. You finally break in the daylight, and they throw you in a hot pot of water. Uh, like, that's tough. And then it seems like... People are turned into cyborgs, you know, at the point where they're about to die. And then somebody's like, okay, we have to make a decision. And it reminds me of RoboCop. Mm -hmm. Because that was the same thing that happened to him. Remember he, I mean, in the movie. Yeah. He gets killed, but he's not, I guess he's not technically dead. Or maybe they bring him back to life. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, and then turn him into this cyborg. And uh, the only thing is, of course, they give her the ability to make a decision of whether she wants to live or not. Which they start off the film by her saying, I wish I was dead. Yeah. And then, you know, she goes through this thing where I, I want to be dead, but no, I really want to be alive. So she and has to like should... learn how to live her life yeah. after it's, um, yeah, sorry. Keep going. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just despondent. what she's been through, I mean, obviously I can understand her uh, wanting to, you know, basically probably leave this earth. I feel like at that age, at 15, if you've had that much shit happen to you, you're probably like, ah, do I really want to see what the rest of the 60, maybe 70 years <laughs> that I have on this planet is going to look like? Yeah, probably right. not. And then it, it it's amazing to me that they uh, take an AI and, uh, you know, because we're all like freaked out by AIs, but they make it a nice little cute little mouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still don't understand what he was... Like, able to just, you know, transform into anything. This multi-dimensional... This universal object is what they call him or something. And then he has this ability to smell, you know, the feelings of people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, I smell homicide. He's going to kill her. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, I I guess I understand that. Have you... When you, like, ever talk to a woman... Um, have they brought up like smelling pheromones to you? Like, oh, I can smell your pheromones. Like I can feel it. No. No? You've never had a girl be like, wow, your pheromones are like on, on me right now. (laughs) No? I can't say that I have. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've heard girls talk more about like having that sort of, uh, sense of smell that has more meaning behind it than you just picking up the olfactory sensations around you. But yeah, I don't know anybody who can pick up like (laughs) the smell of fear. 
it's probably just hot shit in your pants if you're <laughs> running away from something. Yeah, that's about the only thing. Like, yeah, yeah I, I smell shit. Yeah, somebody's scared. Yeah, somebody is literally <laughs> terrified that they somebody poop. just shit themselves. Yeah, so we figured it out. You don't have any superpowers. Or I, I sense of embarrassment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you could have looked at the big splosh of uh, piss in your I pants. Smell urine. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm very embarrassed now. <laughs> and uh, the CGI. I mean, you know, we've talked about it before. I don't know why they keep, why anime decided at some point that, you know, it was cool or they wanted to bring CGI because it just, it always looks stupid. Mm -hmm. And it's specifically the cars. They were just like, yeah, we're going to CGI all the cars. I don't think, I think there was a few other things that might have been CGI'd in there, but. I didn't pick up on a lot of the CGI, but I did pick up on the cars being CGI. And like, I mean, it's just fucking lazy. Like, I think that's just how it is. Like, money. Is always is always going to be the problem with these anime uh, movies, especially modern day ones. Anything past like two thousand and seven eight is probably more uh, more keen on the CGI than anything else. And let's just bring up some of the the names of the different. Uh... Yeah, let's go through the roster of uh, the because the Bandersnatch is, company. Yeah, this is really where this film <laughs> goes off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you have Rune Balat, which is the uh, protagonist, the, mm. the girl. Mm. And, uh, like, the Balat is obviously this, you know, egg delicacy and wherever. Yeah. And then you have Offcock Pentiano. Mm. I, I love how he's got a, a, a secondary, you know. You think Joey surname. Pants could have been Offcock? Joe Pantoliano? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll dip right into our, uh, our cast if we're not going to kill him off this week. Yeah. Well, I noticed you put him in there, and I was like, not sure where you were going with that. Well, I just, uh, I sometimes put in like the voice. And you that's know, I was thinking maybe idea. we just bring back Stuart Little or something like that. <laughs> I'm down for it. You're, we're gonna have an appearance from Stuart Little maybe on the Rushmore later. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he is significant enough to be in the same air as a, an offcock type. And so. it seems like all the protagonists have something to do with eggs. Yeah, and then all of the um, antagonists. Um, have some kind of uh, name that's involved maybe, you know, cooking or something. Because you have Dimsdale Boiled. Mm -hmm. And then you have Shell. Well, yes. Uh, yeah, Shell. Which Septinos. He, yeah. Well, he's more... Well, he's the shell that contains her. That's right. sort of the metaphorical idea, I right. believe. And then we have the classic, well done, the pussy hand. <laughs> <laughs> Mince meat, the wink. Yeah. Mince wink, meet the wink. My my little Mincy after she fucking <laughs> oh, knifes <God>. him. <laughs> oh my god! What uh, was it? Uh, medium the fingernail. Oh yeah, rare the hair. Was that the flesh other one? the pike? Is pike supposed to be tit? What does pike mean in that aspect? Because ah. this man is covered in breasts and he's like four hundred pounds. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I that fucking comment that he made when they were watching. Uh, when we first are introduced to the Bandersnatch company and they pull up a video of Rune, I guess, like, one of her fucking sex tapes, like, the, the comment that um, the, the tit guy makes is like, oh, I just want to fatten up her tits yeah, exactly. <laughs> little by little. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my fucking God, dude. Come on. It was, it was breathtaking, yeah. some of the characters and their interactions. And there's other names that are going to come up. I guess I, I, I'm assuming we're going to watch. This. We'll have to watch the rest of them. 
I guess as we go along, yeah. I won't do them all back to back. So I'll save. We'll do what the second one. Uh, I guess maybe before fifty, after fifty. I don't right. know. I haven't played all this shit out. Kobe can't have them all. <laughs> Just kidding, Kobe. You definitely can. Yeah. You ask for it. Yeah, so. you get them. But yeah, yeah. you get them. But you're gonna have to wait through all the other shit that we make, <laughs> all the other random adaptations we we attack. Was that everything? That yeah, you had? that's pretty much what I had. So. I- Go ahead. <laughs> so the the stuff that I had for my spotlight was, I, I guess I just wanted to sort of reiterate just how much this movie threw me for a loop. For the whole week, I mean, we had sort of a, um, a scare during the middle of the week, so we weren't able to record a podcast, but uh, I fucking just did not know what to say about this movie, and I watched it again, and I really thought a lot about it. And what this really boiled down to me is that this movie is just ratatouille for like a 15 year old learning how to not cook, but not get raped or just learn how to consent to life and be cool with it. It's, it's a bizarre movie. I mean, the, the rat influence, how she's borderlines professes her love for, uh, offcock during that one sequence. She's like, love me offcock. I want, I want any reason to be able to live in this world. I want to do this for you. It's like, you've known this weird mouse for three days two days i i just it just makes me feel so bad for this character this character is so tragic yeah the most tragic backstory she uh, can only find love through a ai she's like asexual and she just like wants any sort of positive affection from this fucking thing now that she's been used and abused by her dad and her mother is apparently this emotionally abusive drug addict and her brother is a a gun smuggler (laughs) Who shoots him. (laughs) But during that revelation that I made, uh, especially about like just her backstory, I, I was inspired to do a parody of a song. Uh, being that she was 15, I thought of, uh, 15 by Taylor Swift. And I, I only did up the first verse. I'm going to play it for you, dad, because it's not good, but I think it was kind of funny and it was on, you know, yesterday was nine 11. So I had to, I had to get the creative juices rolling. I had oh, to make so something out of a, tragedy. you have a tape song you're about to... I do. I have one thing that I'll play. Uh, it's like the first verse of <laughs> this fucking song. So, uh, all right, here we go. Ready? This is the last fucking time I'm doing this. My ass hurts. I've been singing about a little girl being raped by her dad for over an hour now, and it's 9-11. Let's fucking go. You take a deep breath and you walk through the doors It's the morning of your 12th birthday (laughs) You say hi to your dad He hasn't been right for a while So he holds you down and has his fucking way Oh my god You're in 7th grade and you're gonna live here Till your mom ODs on the pod Hoping someone from CPS will wink at you and say, you know, I haven't seen you around before. Cause when you're 15 and somebody pays for your pussy, you're just gonna lay there. And when you're 15 feeling like there's nothing. Yeah, this is Amazing Grace. (laughs) This is what they should have played at the end. At 15, 
that's why you don't want to use a it's anime's uh, <laughs> storyline in your lyrics because it's gonna come out bad. Yeah, that was really bad. Trust me. But when you when you're 15 and someone pays your for, pays for your pussy, you are just gonna lay there, as the chorus would like to tell us, or this movie would like to show us. Uh, so, Dad, aside from that being maybe the worst example of my uh, singing that I could possibly show on the internet, uh, what would you like to tell me about any takeaways, any un- unintentional I lessons? I didn't think the singing was that bad, but... I think the song was just... The song was it depraved, took, it, but... <laughs> it took me a long time to put together because, honestly, that song is, like, in a weird key. Like, I, I have trouble singing that song, like, a lot. Like, I did that, like I said, for over an hour ago, an hour long. Um, but, yeah, I powered through. I actually, it, I didn't even feel like it was you singing, quite honestly. But yeah, well, uh, maybe I'll because I'll... I've seen you at you know doing karaoke and uh, you do a, a very good uh, twist and shout. You know, that's <laughs> I'm just dying to have an example to do twist and shout on this uh, this podcast. But uh, any takeaways? Any unintentional lessons? I you know I was kept trying to think of something. I mean, the only thing I guess maybe is like. Maybe that's AI's true um, reason to exist is to help, you know, the people that, you know, are troubled in life and, you know, be their friend. Similar. And because they're not going to find it in the human, you know, through their, you know, yeah. their loved ones, but AI will come to the rescue. Similar to the comment I made a couple weeks ago about um, sex dolls preventing school shootings. It feels like once we get more AI, more of these these fake people, these robots that kind of interact with us, we're going to be better off. Yeah, I'm starting to get pro AI now. You know, since, since I've been watching anime, uh, I, I feel like AI might have a place in the world. Well, it's funny that we would have watched the Animatrix and we've seen, you know, that's probably the best example of uh, AI going wrong. Uh, and, you know, that's funny that you came to that place, that you're down for AI now. Yeah. You don't give a fuck. Well, I, I was just touched. <laughs> by the relationship between a mouse AI and a 15-year-old. Yeah, I'm sure you were touched by her losing her fucking cherry to her dad. <laughs> 12. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so bad. All right, my only takeaways were that uh, memories of women will eat at your brain or eat away at your brain, which was a, a Shell Septinos little uh, gem there. Um, <laughs> and my other one was to uh, get over sexual trauma one must learn how to love cock in their hand again. That's the only way you can move past it. That's so bad. <laughs> yeah, that was really bad. But that was the thing. Like, dude, the whole time, everybody was like, off cock, I can't wait to get you back in my hand. Like, that was what boiled every time he saw him. is like, come back to me, off cock. I want to hold you. And she, uh, what's her face? Um, Rune was the same way. She's just She just wanted it, dude. Yeah. That's why that was a little bit of a problem with his name. <clears throat> I know. It was like really on the nose. It, <laughs> of all the things for this woman to be traumatized, she needs more cock. I mean, that it actually means some type of egg dish or something. Uh-huh. I mean, it, he must have just been like, oh, I can't believe it. The name's off cock. Yeah. And it's just like holding your hand, I, you know, whatever. That's what I'm saying. It, it's too on the nose. It feels intentional and classless by... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I can't even remember what the author's name is. But, Dad, we've reached the question section of this podcast. I'm not going to try to guess who wrote this until we get there. But uh, (laughs) we have three lies and a truth. Are you ready to uh, see where the three points are going to go this week? Yep. All right. Hopefully Erskine's got his fucking his game face on. He was really tough last time. So let's start out strong. So entry number one. 
When asked about his influences in writing Mardok Scramble, author Tao Uba, Ubukata, oh geez, uh, stated that he was influenced by Stephen King in his own studies on the Babylonian god Mardok. Entry number two. Author Tao Yuba, Uba, wow, man. Ubukata. <laughs> Ubukata was working as a line cook while writing the Marduk trilogy, uh, trilogy and was inspired by the metaphors present within the culinary arts, which is why most characters' names derive from cooking techniques. Entry number three. The choices to make uh, the choice to make Ofcock a mouse was made by author Ubu Kata as a reference to Mickey Mouse and the Walt Disney Company, whose movies he believes and lessons are integral to growing up and becoming well-rounded. And then finally, upon the film's uh, release, director Kudo was condemned by the film critics for changing Rune Bellot's uh, age from 18 to 15. But Kudo publicly stood by the uh, decision and stated that this uh, happens in real life. Young women are being abused often in this country, and we should be talking about it. Dad, off the flip, what do you think is a lie? Um... I'm going to say the first one uh, he that he was influenced by Stephen King. First one? Yeah, I'm going to say that's a lie. All right, we're done. We're moving on. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> that was really fucking crazy, dude, how you have a way of literally picking the one that's almost always the truth. If this was three, uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> the you should Babylonian just... <laughs> god Marduk. Well, I was curious. I should have probably looked that up because I was wondering where Marduk came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know anything about uh, that particular Marduk yet. Wow, I clicked on Marduk and the Wikipedia gave me the Marduk scramble. So I'm not even getting the Babylonian god. So I, I don't really... I mean, I get the Stephen King thing, though, who is often... Um, Infamous for having questionable sexualized scenes with minors in their books. So it makes sense that Stephen King was going to be uh, somebody that he was looking under, especially after everybody gangbanged the redhead girl in It, if I remember correctly, in the sewers. Didn't you read that book? Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard you talk about that before, and uh, they've obviously, you know, not put that in the movies. Yeah, I mean, they had to expunge th- this girl being passed around by all of her friends because they That's why if it. this was ever, I mean, the fact that it was going to try to be a live action, they got to make some changes here because this is not going to work. No, you can't have, no, you, <laughs> you can't have 90% of what goes down in this movie. Yeah. I mean, even have well done the pussy hand, like that would be... So crazy to bring that up in like a pitch meeting. It's like, all right, so we have to introduce the other antagonist in the movie. How are we going to put this pussy on his hands? Like, well, we're not. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Yeah, the more I think about it, I think this is just unmakeable. I would have to say this is also... Well, in today's day and age, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's just not going to happen. Unless you, you could probably maybe... I don't know. The thing with anime is they always have all these weird technologies and stuff that really have no basis for. They're not even anywhere close to being, you know, true in any imagination. Yeah, they're just totally made up, beyond crazy, like you know, mm. technologies. I mean, how do you have a mouse that can, you know, transform a object. into a gun? 
And yeah, and he's wearing into, clothes. Yeah, you know, into <laughs> a brooch, into yeah. I mean, yeah. And all of a sudden, he comes. He's got his little he's freaking got jeans on, Stuart <laughs> Little freaking <laughs> pants on, and he's freaking. He did look like Stuart. And little. then he gets a little offended when you freaking point out his tail. Remember? You yeah, she like, like pulled whole... it, and he's like, "Absolutely not!" Yeah, she's like, "Tuck it on your pants," and that even felt a little weird. Like she was coming on to him. It's like, "Oh, I just want to play with your tail a little bit." Oh man! It's like, come on, Rune, don't do this, dude. Like. I don't know. She probably needs to go back to school, I think. She needs to get those signatures. Sobo, come on. You're going to have to uh, go find the the rats downstairs if you're going to keep fucking meowing like that. So, Dad, <laughs> we're at, uh, were you paying attention? Erskine is uh, ready to get back out there. So, yes, considering t- this weekend is the opening week of the NFL. Yes, we are uh, recording Sunday, the day after 9-11, so we have not seen the Mac Jones experience uh, just yet, but I'm frothing, I'll be yes. honest with you. Erskine probably realized that he has zero chance ever of stepping on the field with the New England Patriots now that the new number one you know, first round draft pick, Mac yeah. Jones, is at the Our helm. savior, Mac. Yeah. I remember an episode uh, months ago where I was like borderline shit talking Mac Jones, but now I love him. I'm yeah. like all in on it. Yeah. It's like, who the fuck is Mac Jones? Yeah, I'm down for it. We'll see. I mean, if they lose the first game and Mac Jones plays like shit, you know, then he'll, you know. Yeah, we'll be calling up Cam Newton, but yeah. I think Cam Newton might have some other prospects in this, uh, this day and age. Well, I so. guarantee you if he gets hurt that... Cam's going to get a call. So. <laughs> yeah, Cam, come on back. <laughs> Unless, you know, like I said, somebody else might need you. But, hey, I got to go send this yeah. over to my co-host. Joe, hit him with those horns. horns. Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Joe Cup, coming to you live from Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio. We're anticipating a great game between the Bishop Sycamore Centurions and the Tampa Bay Vipers, where XFL newcomer Patrick Vanilla Tainerskines, hoping to bounce back after an embarrassing defeat, but will have to beat out the scammers from Columbus and their defensive leader in the secondary, Farrakhan, gobbled your mother's ghoul, Stooksbury. Back to you, Drew. <laughs> wow, Farrakhan gobbled Damn. your mother's ghoul, Stooksbury, is uh, <laughs> eyeballing you from the fucking <laughs> the secondary. Have you heard anything about the Bishop Sycamore thing? Excuse me? Oh, you didn't even hear about that. There was like that fake high school team that got on ESPN. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they're they here now. And I guess I'll explain that a little bit more when we throw it back to Joe. So let's just hit this first question. We'll oh, get into it. playing against them. I you think. are. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've found a home in the XFL, which who would have fucking guessed it? But question number one. Uh, when Ballo wakes up in Dr. Easter's lab, he says that it was held uh, how many bodies when it operated as a morgue? Is it A, 750, B, 800, C, 850, or D, 900? It would be B. B? Yeah. All righty, Joe. Back to you. Let's hear it. Drew, to the surprise of football fans alike, after weathering the media storm surrounding their ESPN scamming debacle, Bishop Sycamore was extended an offer to join the XFL, and to no one's surprise, they accepted. Now this unproven, stitched-together team is matched up against Vanilla Tanerskine, the crown prince of the XFL. Let's see how they fare against the Vipers' high-octane passing game. Erskine drops back. Play action to Juicy Thighs. Now Erskine spear this one to the receiver on the slant, and it's caught! Larry sodomized the cable guy, Mac Dagnalls, picking up the big gain in the yardage, uh, and that's going to be a first down, Vipers. 
Larry sodomized the cable guy. Really coming through on that first down play. I think the commissioner needs to look into that one. <laughs> that he, what, he? He sodomized somebody? They have to look into that? That's a six-game freaking... Oh, my God. You've been in so much more than you him butt-fucking the cable nah, nah, guy, nah. dude. That, you know, we've already gone over that. A lot of this is, you know, deep fakes and... Who is know. the commissioner of the XFL? The Rock? Oh, shut up, bitch. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne. Didn't mean to call uh, you out I there. I don't think he wants to be part of any of this ragtag bunch of... Well, no. He he revitalized the league. He bought like a, a, either a percentage of it with his uh, ex-wife. Oh, you're saying the, the true XFL. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought we were in fantasy land. Well, here. no. The, I mean, if we're in fantasy land, The Rock is the commissioner. So that's just oh. <laughs> where we're at now. So we have a, a place for The Rock now, and hopefully we have a place for maybe another... Well, that uh, I'm still able to play just shows that he's got an open mind. Yeah, he's uh, he's seen ballers. He knows that problematic <laughs> people are sometimes really yeah. good players. You're borderline an Antonio Brown type, so you know at least Tampa Bay has room for that. Uh, so question number two. What kind of credit card does Dr. Easter give Ballo to use for shopping? Is it A, a faster card, uh, B, an American Express, C, a Tiscover card, or D, a Wisa. I believe, and I read this somewhere, it's a Wisa card. Ooh, you read it somewhere. Okay. Yeah, it was in in my research. In my, <laughs> doubling down for this yeah. one after we had a week and a half or two. All right. Well, Joe, let's, uh, let's let him hear it. What's going on? Drew, the Vipers are lined up in there. Copy the entire Madden 20 playbook package. Erskine drops back. Pump fake. The corner bites and now will swing into the downfield. And Patrick drops it in the bucket. Tancredo replaced by Nets with two meat Balsarulo with a catch over his back shoulder. And that's going to be a touchdown, Vipers. Woo! Wow, 7-3. to three. What do you think of that, pretenders? <laughs> Fuck you, Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> you fucking bunch of random 30-year-olds. And that was, uh, you know how I always kind of like pick up random things from uh, the other team is how I name these packages. Apparently, the coach on Bishop Sycamore was just copying Madden plays. And that's how he compiled like the school's playbook. Are you serious? Yeah. You'll, I mean, you'll probably learn a bit, little bit more uh, about this team <laughs> as we go through these questions and you keep getting them right. But uh, question number three before halftime. According to Ballo's falsified documents, what was her age and occupation? Was A, a 18-year-old accountant, B, a 19-year-old bank employee, C, a 20-year-old advertising intern, or D, a 21-year-old computer engineer? Hmm. I'm going to say maybe D. D? All righty, Joe, back to you. Drew, from the look on Erskine's face, he's more than frazzled by this smoking hot Centurion defense. And the smoking is due in part to the backwood cigars that the Bishop Sycamore defensive line is chiefing on as they swarm the quarterback. Whatever it is, somebody's better pass that shit up to old Joe. Yeah, someone please pass to the left up to the uh, the fucking booth so uh, Joe can get a rip of that because he's 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 trying to hotbox that booth up there if I'm if I know <laughs> Joe Cuck at all. Uh, so, Dad, we're heading into halftime. We do have a uh, very small lead right now of about four points, but you know that that can expand as we uh, as we go on. So Joe Cug is running down from the booth. Uh, <laughs> burst into the locker room. Patrick, how do you feel out there? Do you think you're uh, doing better than last week? Absolutely. And these pretenders are about to find out what it means to play against Patrick Patrick Erskine. <laughs> Call myself Patrick. <laughs> Damn it. Are these uh, lingering effects from your experience in the cornfields and your uh, branding? From I the might have taken one too many hits out there. I don't know, but... Uh... 
<laughs> CTE might be, you know. Uh, yeah, you and Clint Howard. Uh, what do you think of the rumors that Cam Newton might be joining the Vipers if you can't get your shit together? Well, you know, Cam, if the NFL don't want you, you might have a place, but you're always going to be my backup. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, Dad. Daddy, chill. <laughs> Or I guess that was maybe, I guess I called Patrick Daddy there. But yeah, that's that's fine. You got to lay down the law against the old MVP. Yeah. You can't let him just strut in here oh, with no. his, his cool clothes. Yeah. Well, hey, we're uh, we're heading back into the, the second half feeling revitalized. We've we've called out Cam Newton. We're fucking going against Bishop Sycamore. All right, question number four. What age did Rune lose her virginity to her dad? And this should be a, a very easy question since I've already said it like 10 times. Yeah, it's B. B? 12. <laughs> All right, Joe. I feel like he's good on this one, but let's hear it. Drew, we're starting the second half with the Vipers lined up in there. No money, so we're sharing Jock Straps package. Erskine takes a snap. Another play action. He pulls it. He's rolling left. Now throw the ball across his body to the running back on the screen. And the tailbox got some daylight. <laughs> daylight. Daylight. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Parthenax, pleasure myself with the mayo jar bacchanalia with the speed. And that's going to be a first down, Vipers. <laughs> with some daylight. Parthenax, pleasure myself with the mayo jar. Coming through for you there. Uh, all right, Dad, let's see if you can uh, run this one in for a score. So question number five, based on the police report, what is Ballo's brother's name? Is it A, Taylor Brownstone, B, Maris Weeks, C, Rory Ballo, or D, Sean Phoenix? Oh, man. I mean, I would have to have think that it's the same as hers because i don't know this that seems too obvious but i'll have to go with c c all righty joe let's hear it what's gonna happen drew to end this third quarter the vipers are coming out in there told him jesus christ was the offensive coordinator package erskine hikes it pump fake to the swing man now he's gonna go for it all but taylor <laughs> vanilla tain sales this one into triple coverage and it's picked off uh. Odysseus drove 30 hours for a hand job supruder. Coming away with an INT after another puzzling turnover by the Tampa Bay Prince. So they're going to come back out and they're going to fucking what score. What was his name? It was uh, Sean Phoenix. Yeah, I didn't understand like the naming of that, but it was Sean Phoenix. He was a gun smuggler. That's what it said on the computer. So uh, Rory Ballow was not it. And Odysseus drove 30 hours for a hand job supruder is uh, <laughs> going to fucking take the lead. How many hours? <laughs> I'm, that's a Kanye West reference, but um, maybe I'll put that into the actual episode. Uh, all right. Final question, Dad. Um, if you can get this one right, you can at least tie it. So let's fucking hope. So question number six. How many neurosurgeons have the Bandersnatch company killed? Is it A, five, B, six, C, seven, or D, eight? I believe it was five. Five? All righty. Joe, how's this game get end? Drew! It's a two-minute drill in the fourth quarter, and the Vipers are lined up in there. Convince the team to beat up a homeless man package. That was a real thing that actually happened. <laughs> the coach made the team beat up a homeless guy. What? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently so. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Bishop Sycamore's oh, crazy. Man, I'm going to have to look into this. It's, this is crazy. It's quite the scandal. Uh, Erskine takes a snap. The defense of the house. Patrick scrambling around with nowhere to go. And now he's going to throw this up as far as it goes. And he drops it right into the hand of his receiver. Wolfgang, Hershey's courts in the hallway. Easterby. Cherry picking the Hail Mary pass. Yes. And that's going to be a first down Vipers. And they're going to have just enough time to run out Beef Whistle Simmons to kick this one in. Thank you. 
Wow. So we're going to get a, a tie game. We haven't had that in a while. Uh, I can't believe we tied these pretenders. Yeah, they uh, probably are the, the worst team you may ever play in terms of their structure. They have uh, Madden playbooks. Their team is smoking cigars on the field, and they share jock straps. But <laughs> what? I mean, that they just shared equipment. Like, in real life, the Bishop Sycamore team, like, was sharing equipment and shit like so, that. So... I don't understand. How did they get involved with ESPN? They, well, ESPN contracts games through like a different company. So they went through this other company. This company like accepted their request to play a game against IMG, which is like this really good high school program. And I guess they agreed to it because they were willing to travel. I don't know. They've been doing this scam for like two years now, and it's finally just gotten into the the mainstream. But it's a crazy story. It's sort of like, and, and they're all they were supposed it, to play in high school, high school, and they're like thirties years old. There's like thirty year olds and like twenty somethings and people who like dropped out of college, just like random ass people just playing football. It's it was really did bizarre. they get their ass kicked? They got demolished. It was like fifty eight to zero by a, a high, high school, school team. team. Yeah, yeah, the best team in the country. They absolutely beat their ass, dude. It was fucking insane. But hey, we uh we're gonna have to be okay with that, you know, that tie. That's not something that we're always looking for, but Erskine's gotta build himself back up again. The crown prince is uh, still feeling a little woozy after taking that twenty inches about two weeks ago. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> if we if we've forgotten at this point. Twenty inches. So we're uh, heading back into the locker room, jumping in that ice bath, having a little bit more of this wine Gatorade. Uh, but we are gonna play some games, try to decompress. We're gonna do some would you rather. So Dad, you ready? I don't think I want to play. <laughs> Come on, Erskine. <laughs> first, first you wanted to fucking retire, and now you're just being a sourpuss because you're not performing out there. We just got to get Troy back so you could beat up on somebody who's worse than you. <laughs> no, actually, I just need to just go off the cuff. Well, actually, I knew a lot of these, but didn't know enough to win. You got to go off the grid. I yeah. feel like you need some like yeah. TLC. You need a bye I week. I knew that stupid Rory freaking Balot. I mean, it just... It was a trap. Yeah. I said that for you. I knew it would be. Hey, you know, you got to stop going with your gut because it's gotten you in some fucking trouble this last couple Although of Although I wasn't going to go with the Phoenix either. No, that was kind of... You know, sometimes it's better just to throw it away as uh, a Brady would just throwing it out of bounds. Maybe you could learn a lesson <laughs> or two. So, Dad, would you rather... Yeah, can I proceed that with the thing? Like, on this one, I'm just throwing it. I'm throwing it to out of bounds. Ah, uh, maybe that's like <laughs> an interesting, like, I'll audible. Let... <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm throwing out of bounds. No, yeah, you you call back like Brady's like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that play. I'm doing yeah. my own shit. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you look at your uh, your play thing on your arm. Ah, maybe I'll, maybe it's an I'll have all, all out blitz. No, 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 no. Maybe if you win like three games in a row, I'll give you like a token. Like you can call your own play in one thing. So you can try to keep your streak going. We'll add rules to this <laughs> to, to give Erskine some more power here. I get one get out of freaking play pass. Or yeah, something you get one it. throw it away yeah, pass yeah. so you don't have to get fucked up. <laughs> so dad, would you rather get blinged out with cum diamonds or amazing grace plays diegetically whenever you have sex or become aroused? diegetically so, yes which means it just plays like out loud so kind of like uh an omnipresent weird background stereo system will start playing amazing grace like if you get like a little blood rush into your cock like you're kind of turned on by something in the distance you're like amazing. i don't i don't even yeah 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 <laughs> i get it and then the other one um you know like how rappers have like really uh intense Jewelry setups, like big blinged out necklaces, a grill. Yeah. You're going to have to have all that shit, but they're made out of cum diamonds. 
which are diamonds made of semen, obviously. <laughs> which brings us back to the movie. I, I never understood the blue diamond. Well, I knew that you could make diamonds out of ash from other people's ashes. Did you know that? No. If someone dies, that's become like something that um, has been popular. Well, I know they can manufacture diamonds. Yeah, they make it out of people's ashes. Really? Yeah, they can do that now. If like you wanted to, if like, you know, somebody died in our family and you wanted to wear them, you could just have a, like a diamond necklace or a diamond ring, and you would you would have them just in there, the ash of it. It's a weird practice. I remember seeing it in Metal Gear Phantom Pain, and that was the first time it was ever like brought to my attention. But so. yeah, <laughs> these are come. Oh no, <laughs> I'm trying to do a South African. What is? How does uh, Leonardo DiCaprio talk in Blood Diamond? I have no idea. Um, fuck. These are cum diamonds. No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't get the cum diamonds, but I, um, I mean, you just got to be blinged out. You don't got to necessarily. I mean, well, what do they look like? They just look like. Uh, I guess they're maybe like cloudy diamonds. They kind of look like, I mean, you've seen semen before. It's it's like off-white. Maybe it's like a cloudy, like a pearlescent. So I got these cum diamonds around my neck You just have my teeth. Oh, I forgot the important detail. It was It's your cum. It's not just random cum. It's <laughs> every load that you've ever shot off will have to be somehow re-siphoned. Even the one that made me. <laughs> I get to be made into a diamond retroactively. But it's, 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 it's your Every nut. one? You're gonna have a lot of diamonds. You're gonna be blind the fuck out. You're gonna have They're worth money. You can't resell them. They're used. <laughs> You're not gonna put that in like Etsy. It's always like come diamonds for five hundred dollars. I mean, Amazing Grace. Would that take you out of the mood? Like that song. I couldn't believe they play that song at the end. Uh, that was sort of like a crazy choice to me. But otherwise, I thought the soundtrack was sort of cool. I don't remember anything about the soundtrack. I don't even remember any music playing throughout it at all. I do. I thought that was probably one of the better things in the movie. Hmm. I'll take your word for it. I mean, the soundtrack in most movies, regardless of um, whether they're super bad or not, is usually the most decent part about it. I will say, too, the ending actually was... Compelling? Yeah. I mean, it ends on a cliffhanger. Uh, it's it's an interesting... I mean, considering you know that there's two other movies to come, so... Uh-huh. But... Um, yeah, no, I wasn't, I didn't hate it. I mean, the whole offcock rejecting her thing was like kind of cool. Uh, I, I, this is like not one of the movies that I hated at the end. Um, once she started killing all the Bandersnatch company, like that's when I was kind of bought in, but for the first f- 50 minutes, <laughs> it was so, yeah. I was kind of crazy. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it hit its peak near the end. I mm. mean, obviously, I mean, if they, they could have done away with a lot of other stupid screenplay crap, but mm. So, Dad, are you getting blinged out with cum diamonds or is Amazing Grace? Yeah, uh, I guess so. I mean, I don't want to be hearing Amazing Grace all the time. So you're going to do cum diamonds? Why not? <laughs> That'd be so crazy. <laughs> just to see you have like a, a grill of just like cum diamonds in your mouth. I don't know what they look like, but. Uh, you're. You, do you have one of those brains that you can visualize like pictures and shit like that? Because people that I know even some can't actually visualize shit in their head. <laughs> like can you picture stuff in your head well yeah okay all right no i'm not i'm not like being you know i mean i can try to think about what they are but i mean obviously you're the guy that came up with it so yeah you have this sick freaking <laughs> idea what the hell i'd be looking like right now and you're probably laughing your ass off i mean i just think they look like sort of normal diamonds but just like you know that they're made out of cum and the fact that they would be in your mouth just is like a funny idea to me 
But yeah, I mean, I'm for, I'm gonna go with Amazing Grace to be honest with you. Like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, most of the time, I'm always kind of like interested in the idea of playing uh, some sort of music when I'm getting it on. But <laughs> <laughs> has that been anything that you've ever liked doing, having sex to music? Yeah, yeah. That's like very much an experience that I just don't do often enough. I remember. No, I can't say we do it often enough, but yeah, I have. Nice. Very cool. Thanks for sharing that with, uh, you know, you doing it with my mom. You fucking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dad, would you rather be controlled by a mouse or become an in-sync weekend at Bernie style marionette? So obviously with the first one, it's a ratatouille type of situation. And I'm not going to even say that it's a smart cooking rat. It's more of like the animal brain rat who just happens to have some control over you. Uh, and then with the InSync, you know the InSync video? Um, uh, I think it's like, every little thing you do. That one? You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. One of the music videos, they're all like strung yeah. up with wires. And I thought the same kind of thing with Bernie's. Like, you would have somebody else controlling you uh, all the time. Your body would pretty much have to be moved by somebody else. But you're still cognizant and you're like awake. As far as being controlled by a mouse, are we talking like... Uh offcock type mouse that's like a super ai that can turn into guns and stuff and no i'm gonna say <laughs> at the very least or just just random house mouse that just comes out and all of a sudden he starts talking to you and takes control of you i like that idea the most i like the idea of like a random mouse coming up to you and like being able to talk and you being so enamored by it that you just sort of let him control your life so Stuart little yeah, a Stuart Little type who you just devote your life to and allow him to control you in any way. Any, like, animal impulse that this mouse uh, seizes upon, you have to, I, I guess, follow along. Yeah, that could be scary. It could be that could, they could use you to start, like, raging havoc on other mice in their area. They could, like, control you like a giant or something like that. Sort of sounds like that movie Ben with a rat. Ben. Yeah, there was a movie called Ben, and it was about a you know guy that had these rats, and he became friends with them. Oh yeah, I know and what you're talking about. Used them to you know kill people and stuff. Isn't uh the guy in Green Mile have a pet rat too? One of the guys in the Green Mile. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a mouse mm. for his little friend. Yeah, and one of the guys killed it. Mm, the, the guy guards. who. Was it, no, I, I keep thinking the. I was gonna say the guy who jerked off, but that was the guy in Silence of the Lambs. Not every prison scene. But then, has a uh, no, out. the big, uh, the, 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 uh, yeah, Michael Clark Duncan gives, uh, Tom Hanks a hand job to get his demons out. Excuse me? Yeah, that's what he does. He grabs him by the dick and balls and he, he, he strokes Oh, out yeah, because he had a bladder infection. Yeah. And he, he but he also, he also brings the mouse back to life. He does do that. Yeah. And then and it he, wasn't his mouse, it was the other guy. The, mm-hmm. There was another prisoner in there that had the mouse and crushed him. Another Stephen King reference there. That's fun. Yeah. (laughs) So I I think I don't want to have to be controlled by somebody else weak in a Bernie style. At least I like the idea of uh, the behavior of a mouse. I feel like that'd be fun. Maybe we could get into some like cheese eating together. But the idea of somebody, probably one of my shithead friends or something like that, being the person who controls me in a weakened and Bernie type of situation where I'm a puppet. (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I probably just would get sick of that because I have, I still don't have any autonomy in my body. Yeah. I don't want to be the puppet. I also think, yeah, the, the mouse is the right thing to do. You get the cool, cool ratatouille experience, yeah. which 
after that movie, I feel like everyone would be like, yeah, I could get a rat. I could hang out with a mouse. Well, I think I could, you know, make friends with him. Yeah. And he would probably be good to you. He'd be like, all right, you kill all these other mean rats around and I'll nibble on your asshole or something like that. We can be in this together. Yeah. I mean, I I think it would come in handy to have a little, you know, mouse friend that, you know, you could probably get him to, you know, help you do some, you know, questionable things. I'm going to (laughs) come. Yeah. Like I said, he could probably do the gerbil thing for you if he's really nice. No, no, no. No, not the gerbil thing? No, no, no. I think he would. That's just maybe me. (laughs) All right. Last would you rather. That's going to be the most bullshit freaking thing I've ever. I've never heard of that. You've never heard of it? I've heard of it, but I don't know that it's actually, there's any kind of truth behind it. Yeah. I mean, I certainly haven't looked it up like gerbils eating man's ass. Like I'm, that's not on my Pornhub search terms. It's usually pretty much squared it's away. It's one of to, those, uh, what do they call them? Urban legends. Yeah. The South Park did it. And then everybody was just like, oh, that's a yeah, real but thing. That's way beyond before South Park. I mean, since I don't even know how old, I mean, I mm-hmm. was where there was always this story. Was it disparaging, like, gay people? Was it, like, a lie that was used to do that? Well, yeah, pretty much. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Um, All right, would you rather have your eyeballs graft onto your ass (laughs) (laughs) or lay one ostrich-sized egg every day? So very much like a chicken, you're going to have to lay an egg every day, but it's a big one because you're a person and you uh, have more capabilities to push that bitch out. Or... You got to have eyes on your ass and you got <laughs> your mouth is still going to be on your head, but you're going to have to I, probably cut out some little holes in your pants or something like that. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not doing I mean, if I <laughs> if I have to lay an ostracized egg, I'm assuming I'm capable of doing it. Uh, and over time, it'll probably be, you know, you're yeah. you're probably going to have to lube your ass up every single day. I can't imagine you can push that shit out dry. I mean, you. What's like an epidural when they uh, give that to a woman? What does that mean again? Is that like? No, it's just a a pain. Yeah, a shot in the like the spine. You might need an epidural right in your 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 Every asshole. Day, yeah, that would be tough. Yeah, you. But probably... I, I don't. I don't see the the upside of having my eyeballs on my ass. Well, you will probably become incontinent if you're gonna lay an I egg. Mean, every basically, day. You're, you're saying I'm blind because I'm gonna have to you know go anywhere with my pants on. And, well, no, uh, you maybe can... <laughs> if I need to freaking check something, I'll be bending over and freaking, you know, <laughs> hold on. Oh, yeah, I see. OK, let me. <laughs> You're like duck walking backwards <laughs> with your back with your ass out. Yeah, no, you'd probably have to start doing the backwards walk. I like I said, you would probably cut like two holes in your jean back pockets. Maybe. Uh... No, I just have flaps like, you know, and then just pull them up. But I mean, you yeah, you'd be blind. Like you said, I would rather just go with the eyes out. You know, let my, let my, it would probably be kind of surrounded by hair anyway, since, you know, my ass is hairy, but. Maybe you could do some type of, um, you could construct like a telescope type of thing or, you know what I mean? And Oh, you know, like uh, a series of mirrors or something. Yeah, like yeah, you wear yeah. a, uh, some yeah. glasses on your ass and the mirrors will like yeah. shoot you around. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting thought. That feels like a lot of hardware that you're going to have to construct to make that work. But. I, I, now that I think about it, I think that's maybe, you know, we're just going to have to construct something to uh, allow me to, you know, 
see where I'm going. And also, it, like a camera that's freaking attached to my eyes. That's I don't think that's that that hard. No, I mean you could probably wear like VR goggles too, like on your ass, and you'd probably be able to have like a a camera on your chest or something like that to yeah. be able to see out. But also, if you ever go into public and you have that experience where you take a monster dump and you want to look at it, you ever had that experience where you like you drop a huge shit in a, like a public place and you want to look at it, but they have a, an automatic flushing toilet. So it disappears before you can get a good look at it. Won't be a problem with eyes on your ass. <laughs> you you get to see it come out, know exactly what's going on. You don't have to smell it because your nose is still I know, up there. That, that is, that's disturbing in itself. You know, knowing that you, every time you take a shit, you're going to be staring down at the bottom yeah. of a fucking toilet and watching your fucking shit. <laughs> come out of what feels like your mouth hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the downside. Um, yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah, that, that would be disorientating. I wish I would have said that your mouth was also your butthole now, but <laughs> <laughs> the eye thing was maybe enough. Yeah. So I, I, your mm, mouth is your butthole. <laughs> I don't know, like if I wanted to have teeth. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably have to have a little teeth in there if you're also going to be eating. I mean, that's also a South Park reference where they, uh, they switched holes where they were like eating out in their in their ass and they were pooping out their mouth. <laughs> That'd be fun. But yeah, um, I might. I don't know, dude. I'll probably just go with the eyeball one just because the idea of having an ostrich egg come out of my ass every day, I would probably need some sort of pain relieving drugs. And I would also just be incontinent because my, my ass would be gaping. Like no way I have a, a tight pucker butthole by the end of the day after passing a huge egg. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. I don't even know how big an ostrich egg is. I know they're it's big. It's fucking but... huge, yeah, dude. Like it looks like a, a Digimon egg or something like that. It's <laughs> it's definitely not something you want it coming Digimon out of your Digimon egg. Like. Yeah. Well, you've seen the Digimon egg. You know what I'm talking about. I think I have, but I mean, I'm not sure how it relates to an ostrich. Well, size-wise, I guess it's similar. I think a Digimon egg is probably a little bit bigger. But hey, that's... uh. When it comes out and says, I am Greymon. <laughs> Breaks out. <laughs> then we throw it right into a pot of water and boil it. It's like, no, 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 no. You're not coming out yet. You're becoming my, my ballot. <laughs> All right, Dad. We have uh, we've reached Ghibli all grown up. Bit skits and sequel ideas. We're uh, I guess narratively we're heading out in the town. We're gonna have to be okay with that. Uh, with that, what the tie? We're gonna probably hit up the Rock to see if he wants to get drinks with us. He's yeah. probably around in Tampa well, Bay. Wait, I think we're just gonna bring these pretenders out with him. What's it? What's it? Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, might as well. Can you believe we hung out with Trump like only a few weeks ago? I just remembered I listened to a podcast that we did earlier and I forgot we went out with Trump. And the <laughs> yeah, we went out with Trump and the Gronkowskis. Oh, Erskine wow. is really just the, the celebrity of celebrities, dude. He can hang out with anybody. He's the great equalizer of uh, this country. If I have to, <laughs> if we don't have Joe Biden go out with him, then I think he won't win uh, a re-election. I doubt he ever is ever going to run for re-election, but he needs Erskine. Who, Trump? No, Biden. Well, Biden. Trump, too. He, no, Biden, both of them. I don't think Biden's even going to make it through the presidency. No, Biden's probably going to pass out or something on the floor. Who knows? He seems too old to be able to function, let alone get out of Afghanistan. I don't think Trump's going to make it either, but that's another story. Yeah. Maybe Erskine's going to... You know, if we do this podcast till 2024, we'll have fucking Erskine hit the uh, campaign trail. <laughs> that's, that's Either his... that or he's going to campaign for The Rock. That's true. That yeah, 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 yeah. The Rock is gonna get out of this XFL bullshit. And he's yeah. just gonna go uh, straight to the office. So that feels about right. So, Dad, did you have uh, any bit skits or sequel ideas that you wanted to uh, try out? I didn't. No. 
Well, I uh, I just wanted to vibe on the uh, <laughs> the talking mouse thing. I felt like that could just be, you know, something that would be fun. Uh, would you be willing to try that? Sure. All right. Are you me... gonna be the mouse? <laughs> um, we'll get. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't thought about this at all. I sort of put this whole episode together last minute, and I'm still got to go to work later, so I have no idea. So uh, starting the timer now. All right, motherfucker, get the fuck out of here. It's Musky. We're in Musky's pub. This, <laughs> you're like shit face drunk. I don't know what your name is yet, but it's like, hey, fucking asshole. Fuck you, Musky. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you you can't be on here. We already got two fucking dickheads. Give Make me it another shot. No, get out. Get out. Get out. Damn it. I'm pushing you out. I throw I you out. I ain't paying my tab. Get. Who gives a fuck? I never want to see your ugly fucking mug again. You piece of shit. Uh, You're never coming back to karaoke night again, asshole. So I, I, I kick you out. <laughs> and you're on the street just sort of walking around. So you're walking around. You. <laughs> Fucking you. loser. Fucking. Your drinks suck. Psst. Your, your booze is watered down, too. Psst. What? It's, What's it's, that? <laughs> Who's it? Down here. What? Look there? down. What? Huh? Oh, hey. It's a mouse. Yeah, I'm a mouse. What? What's oh. up, brother? Oh. Holy shit, I drank way too much. You said Muskie's drinks are watered down? I've been in that man's bar a couple times. He's I got brought pretty... my own bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he allows that. But hey, what's up, man? I'm, uh, I'm Rory. It's nice to meet you. Rory? Yeah, Rory the mouse. What's oh. yours? Me? I'm Patrick. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, Patrick, hey man. Do I go to strip club? Hell yeah. <laughs> so I you fucking scoop me Come up. Come on up. <laughs> scoop me up. Put me on your head. We fucking, you know, stumble over to the strip club. It's like, all right, Patrick. Uh, I don't think they're going to let me in here. You're going to have to hide me for us to get in. Are you going to be uh, sober enough to get this uh, through? Hold on. I got a hat. Let me Let me put my hat on. Okay, yeah. It's like a fucking Abraham Lincoln top hat. <laughs> it's like this is the weirdest hat I've ever seen. Okay, hold whatever. on. Let me let me poke some holes in it so you can breathe and then you can see what's going on. Very cool. Because this is a really good strip club. <laughs> it's the worst strip club in town. All the girls are like uh, absolutely beat to death. Yeah. Well, I got beer goggles on, so I mean, I don't know what the hell I'm seeing. Right you live now. with beer goggles yeah. on. So we we fucking enter the strip club. The bouncer like pats you down. It's like, hey, man. Nice hat. Thank you. He grabs your dick a little. Nice cock, too. Hey, 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 hey. Whoa! <laughs> hey, hey, man. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Go right along. Rory kind of says something in the hat. It's like, did that guy just grab your dick? Yeah. That was crazy. Does that happen often? Can you help me out here, Rory? Rory. <laughs> Rory kind of, like, gives you a tug, and your arm shoots up, and he, like, slaps the bouncer across the face. <laughs> Never touch my friend like that again. And he's, like, speaking through the hat. He's like, whoa. Did you just say that? No. I mean, that's fair that you slapped me. I'm going to let you walk away because I did grab your cock. Just get the fuck out of here. Are we in the right strip club? <laughs> <laughs> this is the only strip club in town. <laughs> so we uh, we go up to the stage and um, I guess we just see a stripper. Uh, do you have any money on you? Are you kidding me? I always have money. <laughs> How much? Well, actually, I think I got to go to the ATM. <laughs> so you don't have any money, right? 
Nah, I spent it all. All right, so you're Muskie's fu- bar <laughs> on his water down yeah. drinks. All right, you're fucking way too drunk to even move, dude. So I like I I take control of your legs and we go over to the ATM. I'm like kind of uh, controlling you by your hair, like at, uh, you know Ratatouille. And a stripper comes up to you. Hey there, big boy. Would you like a lap dance? I see you're uh, pulling up a few dollars. You got any for me? Yes, I do. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm not particularly cheap. I hope you know. She's got three tits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I got as much money as you need. Rory like whispers in your ear. It's like, save that third one for me. Can I motorboat those? <laughs> for a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, you know the extra tit is premium. Uh, you I can mean, touch the first two, what? but the middle one is uh, three twenty-five. Uh, somewhere around there. Per breast? I mean, come on. 325. That's, that's a little over. 330. I mean, 333, about. Whatever. <laughs> so we we go over with. Uh, We're negotiating. Yeah. <laughs> we sit down. We've laid out the first, like, $100. And, um, you know, you start getting this lap dance. And Rory is sort of getting a boner in your head. It's like, hey, man. It's getting hot and what? heavy. What? Mouse here. boner? Yeah, the mouse has got a boner right now. All right. It's like, all right, Patrick. I. Just, I don't want to have to make you pay that thousand dollars, but I really want to get on those titties, dude. No problem. Hold on. Let me get you out. I'm gonna cut you out of my hat here. Pull it out of the hat. <laughs> yeah, she's still. She doesn't see that you got uh, Rory uh, in your hand, and you like. Let I him take out a twenty, and I'm like pretending I'm coming up, and then I drop Rory <laughs> right on the middle one. Oh, Jesus! Did you just drop a fucking mouse on me? No. <laughs> I'm like, Rory is like scrambling around, like trying to crawl up her leg. Hey, no, wait, what the fuck is this? Dude, why did you just drop a fucking mouse on my tit? <laughs> His name is Rory. The dude, the bouncer who grabbed your cock runs over. Hey, asshole, what are you doing over here? Nothing, man. I mean, you know, most like, you know, the, these mice, sometimes they gotta, you know, have a, you know, he's my pet mouse. <laughs> is that why you're wearing that top hat? No. <laughs> Rory's like, Patrick, we got to get out of here, man. They fucking caught on. I, I, I got to grab with the titty, but we got to go. All right. Jump on. <laughs> so I hop on your fucking shoulder. We, uh, we fucking run out of the strip club. I guess cut back to uh, your apartment. I know that you live in a single apartment, your studio. I don't know what the hell is in my drinks, but I'm talking to a mouse. <laughs> Hey man, this is pretty crazy for me too. I was a I was a normal mouse until somebody dropped something in a gutter, and I I think it was some radioactive bullshit. And now I, you know, you ever seen Stuart Little? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I have. Yeah, they never explain why he can talk either, but I'm 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 assuming his backstory. I'm sort of a mystery even to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I mean, I don't want to just like crash at your place without your permission, but hey, buddy, we're friends now, Patrick. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yes, it is. All right. Me and my talking mouse. <laughs> so you fall asleep and I try to crawl into your asshole. What? <laughs> Friendship's going to end quick there, Rory. We could just cut it off there just because. 
Uh, just because Rory, I think, overstepped his boundaries. and Yeah, that's that's not nice. No. Well, I mean, he, he was probably a little cold on the couch. Nobody likes to really be on the couch when they're having a sleepover. It feels like you probably want to cuddle up with uh, whoever you're hanging out with anyways. Well, I had no problem, but, you know. <laughs> just, don't, you know, stay away from the freaking backside. Yeah, you can't go for my uh, my G-spot as we've, like, the male G-spot is, like, such a, a thing of uh, interest on this podcast, but I think it's especially. It might be an interest for you, but. There's a little interest for me. No? You never want to reach it? You never no, want to... No, Have you ever had your asshole lick before? <laughs> no. No? Dude, you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. All right. This is way too much information right now. Okay? If you... Ugh, dude, if you get your dick sucked and someone goes a little past the, the gooch area, it feels pretty damn good. I'm not just... I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth, my man. I'm letting you know as your son and as your, your friend here. You realize that host. I am married to your mother. You already said some weird shit about that earlier. I didn't say anything weird. You're starting to say weird <laughs> shit now. I'm just speaking from experience. I think the ass eating Yeah, well, thing, I don't need to know about your experience. <laughs> you've learned a lot of my experiences at this point. So I know, I have. This is the place where I get to hash that out. So yeah. I don't think you should be able to take that away from me, to be honest with you. Well, I'm not taking it away from you. I just, you know... It feels like you're stealing it away from me. You, my, my no. This is my, my platform no. talking about my weird sexual experiences <laughs> with my father. You're asking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. All right, whatever. We can talk about getting your ass eaten some other time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, Dad, put him on the Rushmore. Maybe that wasn't our best bit, but maybe this movie has a chance to be on the best of our best list. Uh, so, first Rushmore up, the serial killer signatures. Does Shell making girls into diamonds beat out Hannibal Lecter eating his victims in uh, any of the the Lecter movies? Probably mostly Silence of the Lambs for that one. Uh, John Doe recreating the Seven Sins in Seven. So Kevin Spacey. Uh, Buffalo Bill wearing women's skin in Silence of the Lambs. Or uh, Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'd let you choose either one because technically I don't like being two of the same movies. Um, or Jigsaw creating elaborate murder traps in the Saw movies. So, does Shell making girls into diamonds have a chance to get onto the Rushmore? Um, I'm going to have to say no. No? I mean, it's close, but it doesn't seem like it's... I mean, because he doesn't really... I mean, these other guys are really freaky. And uh, he just sort of... I guess he just gasses them or whatever. I don't know if that's the way he go, approaches all the murders. But. Well, he gassed them and then he blew up the car. Yeah. So that was a very impersonal way of killing them, I suppose. All these other people are pretty... And then uh, he has somebody on. make the diamonds, so it's not he's not doing it. <laughs> so. Yeah. How lame. He should be making his own fucking prostitute diamonds. <laughs> I didn't understand why either he said that his blue diamonds was like... The social currency that was going to let him rise up in the town, like prostitutes made into jewelry, was going to help his social status? No, I didn't understand his whole logic and like how that was helping him to be a legend or something, you know, weird. Yeah. And like, you know, expunging his memories was somehow... Well, that was helping him because... I mean, he's a gambler. And then he's laundering money. Yeah. It was also, he apparently did something at a show at the beginning. They were talking about like he was a musician. He apparently was also raped by his mom. Yeah, exactly. There's that was something the that's sort of me. behind his killing of these women is somehow related to the fact that his, his mom. mom sexually abused him. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah, well, I'm sure I, all of these fucking people on this list have crazy backstories. No, I don't know. When you listen to the movie overall, a lot of it just makes absolutely no sense. They say things, then you're just like, yeah, okay, what what are you saying? Yeah, like you know, Dimsdale Boyles makes this whole thing when he's you know near the end. He says this whole thing, and it to me it makes absolutely no sense. I I can't repeat it, but I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of jargon. I yeah, get it. I understand. Yeah. Uh, so next, Rushmore. Hookers with a heart of gold, Rushmore. So does a 15-year-old prostitute Rune Ballot or Ballo beat out Julia Roberts as Vivian Ward in Pretty Woman, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Ophelia in Trading Places, Heather Graham as Jade in The Hangover, or Rob Schneider as Deuce Bigelow in Deuce Bigelow, uh, Male Gigolo. I just put that one up there because I like that character. I don't necessarily like Rob Schneider uh, that much, but Deuce Bigelow is a funny name. So does Rune have a chance? I mean, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say she does. I think so too. Not because she's a prostitute, but because she overcomes it and becomes yes. this killing machine. I mean, she's the most tragic uh, character amongst these. Might be the most tragic character we've I've maybe ever seen. This is like the saddest backstory i've ever seen given to a character well that's usually the case with a lot of anime i mean they approach subjects that you know most movies will not so that's fair yeah (laughs) they'll they'll kind of just you know throw the whole fucking kitchen sink at you it's like all right so not only did the dad rape her but the mom is also abusive the brother killed the dad and then she is just perpetually assaulted by every man in her life so i i'm gonna give rune i want to say the deuce bigelow spot unless you want to take anyone else off there i'm actually was looking, looking at jade no yes yeah the heather graham, heather one. graham. that was uh probably another weak one for me um i'm i'm probably actually okay with that too i would take her off uh and put rune on just because that character is sort of like a side plot in the hangover movies um i can't remember what the uh Ed Helms' name is in that movie, but she's kind of just there. It's like, oh, I'm married to this stripper yeah, hooker now. Right. So, yeah, I'm I'm okay with putting uh, Ballo Rune onto the fucking Rushmore. Sounds good with me. So we got one up. We got one more. Uh, the Mighty Mouse Rushmore. Does Offcock beat Remy in Ratatouille, Jerry Mouse in Tom and Jerry, uh, I guess the movie, uh, Mickey Mouse and Fantasia or Stuart Little and Stuart Little. And this is a murderer's row of mouse characters. So I don't know. I mean, Offcock is a, a, a very mighty mouse, I'll be honest. But to unseat any of these people, any of these mice, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to put, I mean, in terms of his <laughs> capabilities. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the most powerful mouse ever i would agree with that created so um i mean i'm not gonna take mickey off because he's like the you know yeah the he's first the, yeah he's the godfather he's like of yeah mice. he's he's you know he's like the george washington of mm-hmm. the you know the mouse rushmore i would agree <laughs> Stuart little i i think I did could... he get a trilogy did Stuart little get a trilogy i feel like he got at least two he yeah. fell in love with that bird which i didn't really understand yeah. how that worked but I mean, Ratatouille was actually, that was a pretty good movie. And I mean, I don't think the Stuart Little movies. Did had... you know fucking Stuart Little was written by M. Night Shyamalan? Really? He, he was a screenplay by M. Night Shyamalan and Greg Booker. I just looked that up. That was surprising. Really? The Stuart Little franchise. Yeah, dude. Three of them. Stuart Little Call of the Wild. He got a three-peat. Michael J. Fox. 
that how M. Night got his start? No way. <laughs> this is an M. Night's origin story, yeah. Stuart Little. I I think Jerry Mouse is probably the most approachable for me to take off, just because in the instance of that movie, I don't think that one was particularly well-received. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's... He's a classic mouse, but, like, he's just a mouse who has some yeah, uh, I mean, trickster capabilities. Right. I mean, basically, he's noted... I mean, it's the Tom and Jerry cartoon. I mean, yeah. they made a movie about it, and yeah. I didn't watch it, so I don't have no idea what it was about. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're talking about movie mouse, then I would take him off. So what are you going to... What would you prefer, Stuart Little or Jerry, to kick him off? Yeah, because I don't think that Jerry should be in the movie. He should have never made a movie for Tom and Jerry, is that what you're saying? Uh, I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be a movie mouse, though, does it? Well, in this case... Just in terms of overall... When we start doing TV shows, we'll start doing TV rankings, but we gotta we got to be strict to movies if we're going to have any yeah. integrity to this Rushmore. So I'm going to take Jerry Mouse. Jerry Mouse. That's an upset. I think that's an upset to kick Jerry Mouse off and put <laughs> Offcock on there, but... Not often do you have a, a mouse who can talk, wear clothes, um, and become a universal object. You can have two of those with Stuart Little, but not the other one. Stuart Little could never become a gun or become the scantily clad outfit that a 15-year-old or, prostitute wears. Or be able to sniff out your emotions. Yeah, or be hit on by a 15-year-old. I don't think uh, Limp Nicky is trying to fuck Stuart Little in the same way that Rune might. That's <laughs> They're both about the same age, I guess. Uh, so dad, I don't know about you, but I am done talking about this, this crazy movie. Uh, and now I want to, you know, make it myself. This is going to be a live action Netflix recast. So right away, Bay, does, uh, Michael Bay have any chance, any interest, any way that he's going to direct, uh, Mardok scramble? Well, if he was smart, he would not even contemplate something Questionable, like but you know, I'm not, I mean, <laughs> that's maybe a big dig at Michael, Michael Bay. Yeah. When's the last time he made a good movie though? Let's be honest. I don't know. He's He hasn't done anything. I mean, the only thing he keeps coming out with is those stupid Transformer movies. I think those are done. I think they have to be done now. If they came out with another Transformers movies, I would be... Which I watched shocked. a, uh, you know, I, I did a an installation of a TV in a uh, soundbar and uh, had Dolby Atmos and I uh, was watching it with the Michael Bay Transformer movie and uh, it, the CGI in that is impressive. Really? Yeah. Well, it's it was always just so noisy. But it's, that's a, that's all it's about. I mean, yeah. Other than that, they are gonna have another one. It's uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, and it's scheduled to come out in 2022. So, everyone, fucking hold on to your seats because that's coming for us. And Michael Bay's involved. Um, is he directing? No, it's directed by Stephen Capel Jr. So. I think Bay probably has sold he, the rights. Yeah, maybe. has he been directing all of them? I don't remember when he might have bowed out. He did uh, The Last Night, and then I think that was the last one. The last, like, a, a trilogy or the last um, Transformers that was actually integral to the story, he was uh, the director. But then it went to Bumblebee, and some other guy did it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking done talking about this dude. He got Robopocalypse. That's the movie. That's the book that what? you like. He's doing Robo uh, Robo Apocalypse. Who is Michael Bay? Get out of here! Yeah, he's Daniel H. Wilson. That book that you always talk about. Spielberg was supposed to do it. He's he's doing uh, he's doing that movie now. When's it coming out? It's to be announced. It's apparently going to be a 20th Century Studios 
but uh, he's got Ambulance coming out in 2022. But Robo Apocalypse, that's on the uh, the horizon. Can you believe wow. it? Michael Bay is going to direct one of the movie, uh, books that you like the most. Damn. Which, which is uh, maybe we should put a little more respect on Michael's name. But <laughs> well, we got to watch the movie first. Okay? We do. We do. We do. Was there uh, any director that you had for this one? Because I, I couldn't think of any. You know, I either. forgot. I keep forgetting the director, quite honestly. Yeah, once we kind of either say yes or no with uh, Michael, Big. it sort of yeah. becomes, like, questionable. But, yeah, I don't think I have anybody that would make sense for me here. Like, No, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Did you, uh, what was your pick for Rune? Let's just, I guess, throw it to the next one. Christian Stewart. I'm okay with that. She's, uh probably double what ruins age is right well that's the thing though i i said there's no way that they're you know if they're going to make this movie a live action it's got to be old yeah they got to upgrade this story yeah yeah i uh i went with somebody who was older but not uh that much older i went with rowan blanchford who is like 19 she was in uh the snowpiercer t show uh, tv show but she was also in spy kids 4d um, which was uh, an aromascope movie, which I thought was kind of fitting for the whole off-cock and smell stuff. She was in a movie where you could, you know, scratch a ticket at certain points in the movie and smell what's going on. I guess that was, like, the idea. But that's the dumbest. Who the fuck wanted to do aromascope? Of all the things that you could experience watching a movie, why would you want to smell the smells that are being showed on screen or, like, potentially... Well, unless you can create fear and suicide. <laughs> You have a sex scene in, in a movie I'm and it's smelling just... suicide. <laughs> so I've smelled the shit after yeah. they uh, expunge their fucking, you know, their bowels. But yeah, that was And then sick. you can smell homicide. I mean, that would be a good smell to have, but I mean. Well, in all the, the sex scenes, I wouldn't want to have anything to do with that. That smells like, I'm sure that would smell awful. <laughs> Fear, asshole, you know, not great. Uh, you didn't have anyone for your offcock, if I remember correctly. I didn't because I wasn't sure where you were going with this. I mean, in just terms of a voice. But... Yeah, I I just went with the voice, and I went with uh, one of the internet's boyfriends in uh, Ryan Reynolds, who seems to have uh, a budding career of voice work as just somebody. I mean, this is like a Detective Pikachu type of role for me, in the way that he did the same thing with that one. Like, gave oh, a did spunk. he do that? Yeah, he was Detective Pikachu. All right, perfect. Another mouse. I mean, it kind of all plays together, yeah. so it works for me. I like this one for uh, Dr. Easter. Who did you have for him? Aaron Paul. That was that was cool by me. I haven't seen Aaron Paul in a hot minute. Yeah, where the hell did he go? He's making uh, tequila with uh, Brian Cranston nowadays. Is he literally making tequila? Yeah, yeah. He Well, I don't know if he's like... I'm sure he probably had some... Uh, I thought you were going to tell me that the movie was called Tequila. No, no. He, <laughs> yeah, he's making this movie, Tequila. Yeah, <laughs> Tequila. <laughs> no, he, him and Brian Cranston are like best friends and they have a tequila brand together. I think it's Dos Amigos. I think that's what it's Why called. Why did that seem like that's a, a go-to thing that a lot of people get into? Because it makes you a fuck ton of money. I guess so. George Clooney sold his tequila thing for like a billion dollars. Everybody's got some kind of tequila brand. Well, alcohol, uh, either you're getting in on the weed thing or you're getting in on the alcohol. And alcohol seems like the f the, the, the thing that's always going to bear fruit in terms of marketability. You're, alcohol is always going to be around. I mean, Sammy Hagar. Uh, who else has one? Is it uh, Dan Aykroyd? I think he makes a tequila. Or no, he makes a vodka, I think. There's a wine that I keep bringing up by C.J. McCollum that I really want to get for this podcast. It's like a $50 Dave Matthews wine. makes wine. Dave too. Matthews does make yeah. wine, yeah. Uh, what was the name of his Dreaming wine? Dreaming Tree. Dreaming Tree, Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So it's cool. Maybe we have to make a me and my dad watch anime wine. 
We'll start growing uh, wine, uh, wow, grapes that's outside. that's a great idea. We could do it. I'm sure you could probably grow grapes uh, <laughs> in a, like a greenhouse or something. Who knows? That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, I had Dom Hall Gleason, who uh, is probably best known for, I mean, he's been in a bunch of shit, but Ex Machina, he was the screaming guy in the, um, uh, the Star Wars movies. He's been in a bunch of shit. Yeah, I like that. But he, I, I for some reason, never put it together that he was... Um, the other Gleason's son, I can't remember the guy who played Trump. I, f- I just never kind of pictured that it was him. Um, but who did you have as your uh, Shell Septinos? Uh, I had Ryan Gosling. Which I'm offended by just because I love the Gos. I can't, I can't see him in this role where he's um, so actively hurting women when everyone knows that he's a feminist. Based on all the memes that we saw in the early 2000s of him saying, hey, girl, type of thing. Did you ever see that? <laughs> now, there was this whole wave of internet memes back in, like, the 2010s um, where it was, like, a picture of Ryan Gosling. It's like, hey, girl, I love the way you're doing those squats or something like that. Like, there, it's, like, supportive feminist Ryan Gosling memes. That was the wave for a while now. So I couldn't – I would be offended to see him as Shell. That would be a tough role for Ryan. I like I said, we're gonna have to really do some, you know, work on this screenplay. To, yeah. to get it made. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll give some notes when we uh, submit this cast thing yeah. to Twentieth Century Fox or something. <laughs> uh, I had uh, Evan Peters, who I couldn't believe it based on this photo that I found from uh, him in um, American Horror Story, but he looks like he was made for this role. He has that weird smarmy kind of look to him in some ways. He looks. How old is he? Uh, Evan Peters is in his twenties. But really? he just has like that gray hair just for that character. Yeah. Um, but he's been in a hell of a lot of stuff. He was in uh, Mayor of Easttown recently. He was Quicksilver. So he's got the pedigree. He's definitely got the range. I think he kind of even looks like Shell. So I think that might be my perfect pick for this particular movie. Uh, and last up, uh, Dimsdale Boiled. Who did you have for this one? I had Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. One with the... Uh, yeah, well, I just I remember him from Lord of the Rings and... The, the hair, I mean, it just sort of immediately came to mind. Is it Eric? No, Aragon is not his name. That's the... No, that's that was, Vigo. Yeah. Legolos. Legolos? Something like that. Yeah, I think that's it. I had uh, Dave Batista as this role, but specifically him dressed up as the streamer guy that he does for the Disney Plus commercials. Have you seen those? I mean, this is the picture that he looks like, but he just has, like, long, long hair that's, like, white. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was... Uh... That long and white. Yeah, that, I mean, if he just took the streamer outfit, took off the fishing jumpsuit and put on like a trench coat, he could be this role tomorrow. Yeah. So that works perfectly. Well, I guess you mind. can take anybody and put a wig on him, so. I think, though, like, Dimsdale Boyle does have some physicality to him that makes him scary. Like, he is an intimidating dude, so I think I wanted that Dave Batista type to be, like, buff, long hair. I mean, this could have been the Henry Cavill and the Witcher type of character, too. So they all look the same, like you said. The wig helps. So, Dad, last call for alcohol. Is there uh, any last questions for the director? I don't have anything. No? No, you? No, I really didn't. I mean, all the stuff that we kind of... um, Quite honestly, there's endless things that you could talk about. A lot of questionable things, but maybe not so much questions. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Things that we're going to be left questioning about ourselves after this viewing. But, (laughs) you know, we always have to uh, carry the baggage of this podcast uh, moving forward. I can't imagine you uh, have any conceptualization of what Muskie's going to say this week. Any guesses? No, I'm not a 
You don't like musky. I'm not on friendly terms with musky. <laughs> well, I don't understand this version of musky where you're like, you don't even want to hear from him anymore. You just, you hate musky. Musky is like the best character on the show. I'm not saying he's a bad character. He's just, he's not a friend of mine. Yeah, well, you're not a fucking friend of mine either, asshole. <laughs> you know, fellas, I put up with a lot of shit. I have people coming into my bar and saying I serve watered down drinks and <laughs> I have these fucking weird rats who hang out and try to get in my ass every once in a while but you know i'm just trying to stay out of trouble that's i know you guys try to give me shit about hooking up with that 18 year old one time and you know I, i've been hearing you guys talk about this 15 year old and i want to i want to set the record straight i like him young but i don't like him that young <laughs> that's fucking gross musky musky you perv <laughs> hey man you know we I, i've i've had we're not coming of, back no dad <laughs> We can't go anywhere else. We keep saying this, but we have nowhere else to go. We'll do it on the street, damn it. No, we're not going to go on the street. Then fucking Rory is going to be there, and he's going to try to get in our asses. Yeah, uh, man. No, no, Rory. No, come on. <laughs> oh, wait, you met Rory? Oh, yeah. that's a cool-ass rat. He munched on my ass before. <laughs> oh, damn <laughs> He was one of my boyfriends. He was one of my boyfriends. Yeah. Oh, musky. I didn't know you went that way. Well, you know, you guys don't want to really learn about me. You just want to shit-talk me and not fucking pay your bill. All right, Muskie, we gotta go. I'm sorry. We I we will sort of dive deep into your backstory one of these days, but definitely not today. I was raped by my dad. All right, bye, Muskie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Muskie, that was a bomb to drop right at the end. Um, <laughs> Dad, uh, we're definitely outside now. Just hoping not to be approached by any rats. Uh, so notes on Rod. Anything we want to apologize for uh, in any previous episode or right now? Yeah, I I want to apologize for bringing musky into this podcast <laughs> <laughs> come on i love musky dude Musky's my favorite yeah musky uh, and petra gerstad are like neck and neck for me you can hang out with musky yeah well i'll hang out with Petrick. yeah Petrick is probably more up your alley you guys yeah. can get into weird debaucher shit with yes. each other and now uh, i guess musky can tell me about his weird sexual liaisons <laughs> so i i definitely apologize you know a lot of this uh the jokes in this particular podcast revolve some very touchy subject matter so if we didn't tread lightly enough uh i definitely apologize for that but you know, sometimes you got to make light of some. The scary anime shit. made me do it. it. Really, the anime made me do it, dude. There's nothing I could have done. It was, it was in your face. <laughs> and uh, you know, come on, Lord Kobe, you're making us tread on some, you know, weird stuff. You know, and I think that's the reason why he wants to, he wants us to kind of dive deep into these, <laughs> just so like we we can put our opinions out there with the uh, the obscura, like you said. Kobe brings out the, the <laughs> these random movies, and we're here for it. No, keep them coming, man. Please do. Please do, uh, King, uh, King Kobe. You're not Lord Kobe anymore. You're King Kobe now. King Kobe! <laughs> <laughs> now that you've been promoted for giving us another uh, rating. Every time you get one, we'll, we'll fucking give you a new, uh, a new name or something like that. So, yeah, the next thing you know, it's going to be me and my dad and Kobe and Lord Kobe watch anime. Yeah, once we open up our um, our email submissions, he can just like chime in. He'll send like an audio clip. Who knows? Maybe someday he'll be on the podcast. Yeah, Kobe, if you get us up to like 100 ratings, dog, you can fucking be on this <laughs> podcast. If you make enough bots <laughs> to get us 100 stars, I'll absolutely invite you on this podcast. But dad, this is going to be the Jackson Main through the window. Hey, what's your wine rating? 
This was good. It was pretty good. Toasted head uh, definitely got me a little toasty. Yeah, I'm toasted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking hammered. Yeah. I got to go to work. I only got like five, four and a half hours of sleep last night. Yeah, you. we both were up late last yeah. night, and you woke up especially early, so yeah, good on you. 29 years of marriage. I know. Happy anniversary. That's Thank so you. crazy. Thank you. You, uh, you know, I didn't think we'd be here. I thought I would be, you know, traveling from uh, two different houses, but you guys have stayed strong. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no. Twenty nine and counting. Hey, man, I'm gonna be here uh, for the rest of the time. Every year, I'm gonna be happier and happier. We'll do another uh, celebratory. Every time you have an anniversary, we'll do a fucking Mardock scramble episode. How about that? <laughs> yeah, wow. A year later, <laughs> another fifty something episodes. Yeah. All right, Dad. What do you want to give your uh, your wait? Uh, your um, waiting. What you waiting? I'm going to give it, uh, I keep, uh, I mean, I'm just hitting the 4.5 rating uh, on all these because I don't know what we is, haven't had, what like, is bad the perfect wine. wine that we've had. Yeah. I've uh, given out some fives, but I don't remember why. I can't remember if you've given out more than one five or not. I think it all depends on how many glasses I drink. That's true. Yeah. And we are only sort of, I mean, I, did you have more than one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I mean, only... the video will show. No. Yeah, I guess that's true. When I start cutting these videos together. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'll probably do, I mean, they're all good. So I'll just say like a four out of five um, mice eating your butthole. <laughs> you and the mice eating the butthole thing. I mean, that's the, the thing I got to fucking drive home. Dude. No, that, that's, that's insulting to offcock. <laughs> Offcock, he's a really nice AI mouse. He is. He's a great guy. And he's I don't know very how respectful you, of women. Yeah, but you're just like you're you're now like I'm not saying Offcock is eating my ass. I'm saying a mouse could. Not well oh, hypothetically. <sighs> Damn dude, your email is fucking popping off. Yeah. They're not getting happy. <laughs> getting packages. Yeah. Um, but I I gave it like four point five. Oh crap. Why didn't I think of what I was going to give it? You um, never do. I know. I'm. I'm. I got to up my game again, man. <laughs> yeah. After that tie, you need to reevaluate. Uh, well, what happens is, you know, we take it a week off, and I just sort of, you know, get lackadaisical, and then I have to, yeah, pull one out of my ass. But <clears throat> you could do fifteen-year-old prostitutes. <sighs> See, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Just take the gimme. <laughs> I'm laying this one up no, to you. No, no, I'm not going to take it. Egg uh, recipes. You could do fucking ballots. Ballots. Yeah. Ballots. 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 Whatever, yeah. dude. Four and a half freaking boiled chicks. Chicks in an egg. That feels or worse whatever they than are. The, the rat thing, yeah. but whatever. That actually is a bad rating. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe you need to reevaluate your own rating system. I read something about what it tastes like, and it said sort of like chicken soup. Which <laughs> makes sense. I mean, yeah, it is technically chicken. Yeah. But, uh, chicken soup is interesting. It still scares the hell out of me that somebody would do that. Yeah. I mean, then there's the whole thing where people eat monkey brain and shit like that. You ever seen... There was a movie that used to um, that I watched. It used to be called Faces of Death, hmm. and they were showing you know different you know scenarios where people died you mm -hmm. know whatever and then one of the movies had a thing where they you know they sit there in the monkey and they crack the skull and then they eat the brain yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. And it's like oh, i've seen that man, before that's it's gross what the fuck is wrong with us we'll eat anything dude we're parasites on this planet but <laughs> that's pretty much the only thing that i can take from this movie to be completely nihilistic we're just all parasites so dad uh, we have absolutely no idea what we're doing right 
No, I idea. don't have any idea. Well, hopefully on the other end, we'll be able to figure it out. Uh, so uh, until then, we are uh, just going to have to see you guys next week. Yep. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And uh, leave a five-star review. Hit us up on that iTunes page. You too could be a super fan. Yeah. Like the Kobe. Like the King Kobe. <laughs> King Kobe. King Lord Kobe. 2.0. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Don't drink a drive.